Hello, listeners. It's me, the bird archist. It is, as you know, the week before Chile, Chile's Eve. And so uh, Carr and I, in the spirit of uh, our vacations, could not coordinate a time on Wednesday morning to record an episode. So we've coordinated a time to record an episode on Wednesday afternoon. So that will come out on Wednesday evening. But it's noon, and it wouldn't be TLE if there wasn't a release at noon on Wednesday. And so I am going to dig into the vault, and I'm pulling out a Patreon episode, a legendary Patreon episode. All the patrons love it. And we're going to give that to you today, to our beloved listeners, as well as to the Patreon subscribers. I have put two episodes of Into the Cave on the Patreon um, I hope you enjoy those as well. And please, if you're not on the Patreon, you can become a moose today for $4.20 a month for uh, uh, great content, sexy guys, and um, opinions, great opinions. With all that said, listeners, I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. Uh, make sure you're around later for a, an evening release of a Wednesday episode. Have a good one. Squaw. Yeah, Aaron and I were just talking about testosterone production because so uh welcome to the over the line, Steppy. I, I'm not I don't know if you're our first over the line guest, but you're certainly one of the first over the line guests. So welcome over the line to you. Thank you. Um Aaron I think and this I were is just like my second over the line ever. This is your so you second over the line. You I should be you really are. Me, Thanks for being a guest on the show, yeah. bud. I appreciate it. Are you it. getting time and a half for this? Yeah, it better be. I get the time and a half for his contributions. <laughs> Truly, the listeners need to understand by the way that the show is organized behind the scenes, what the incentive structure is, so on and so forth. Aaron showing up for an over the line is an act of altruism on his part. He gets no yes. benefit from this at all. No, None. Not at all. Whereas when he's on the A actual regular even. TLE show, uh, it's not an act of altruism. He benefits, he has a great time, and he becomes famous because we have many listeners. Many. But he doesn't show up on those because those are not the things that he desires in life. Yeah, I'm not showing up tomorrow either. I got something to do at five. I didn't think you were, bud. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here right now. I'm trying to make it up to you. <laughs> Actually, if I recall correctly, your your suggestion for doing this over the line was to make it up to me to for a previous time. Yeah. Yep, just put it on my tab. <laughs> so this will go on your tab, and you'll become our over-the-line guy. Okay, well, <laughs> the reason why we were talking about testosterone production, Steppy, is because I just ate a steak. I'm feeling mm -hmm. pretty high tea. You're coming on the show, so I slonked three eggs before uh, I created this room. Perfect. And then I just ate a steak. I feel like I'm going to vomit. Um, <laughs> That's how you know it's working. Right, yeah. Do you feel like you're going to vomit on a daily basis, Steppy? Like, how do you... What's going on? How do you not feel sick when you slonk an egg? Uh, I, I mean, mostly I have it in smoothie form. So I just, like, take the magic bullet, put, like, six eggs in there, handful of frozen fruit, half a banana. Oh, so uh, you use a mixer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. I mean, I, I know. I do them straight up sometimes, like if I'm just on the, the rocks. go. If, if, yeah, on the rocks. If I just got like 30 seconds, cook breakfast, crack them in a glass. But like if I have my druthers, I do a smoothie. 
Okay, a smoothie. That's good to know. Um, you're a health conscious guy. What happened, Steppy? Like, genuinely, I, you know, our listeners, the, the fans of the show who've been around for a long time are very familiar with your voice. And very low T. Some are very low T. <laughs> some are relatively high T, but some are very low T. And those who are not a podcast listeners obviously know your voice. We've been following the Steppy saga for like three years now. And in three years, you became a, a, a weightlifting Christian. How are you feeling about your journey? Uh, good. I mean, I, I keep having to push the envelope. So yeah. eventually, I'm either going to have to like save a life or kill a man. But <laughs> Okay. Well, you're on a good track. Now, let's get back into the testosterone discussion, Aaron, because you really... Let's talk about why you're feeling very low T. You look low T. You look pale, sad. Yeah. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if my camera's good enough to see the bags under my eyes, but like I'm still not fully recovered from this weekend. Look exhausted. I, yeah. Um, what was this weekend? So, and this, why do you feel low T as a result? This weekend, the owner of my company uh, decided that. We all need to get together as a company and have a, have a couple boys nights out. And uh, he delivered. He certainly delivered in his own way. This guy has uh, just an unlimited amount of disposable income. And he wanted to uh, very generously and graciously show us what his lifestyle is like on a daily basis. <laughs> no and, way. Okay. Yeah. All and right. um, his, his lifestyle, just imagine every day being a wild bachelor party that's that's every day or every night for him um like i i'm not i'm not trying to shit on him that guy he's he's a fucking he's a genius he like came up from nothing he he grew up like in massachusetts on the north shore where i'm on the nice south shore he was in the north shore and like lived in like the worst part of the north shore like had all kinds, like we all, all, all of our families suck. We all have our problems, but his was like bad, bad. Okay. Um, and he started this company when he was 19 years old. And now it's like a $4 billion company, which, you know, is still a pretty small fish, but we're about to like triple in size in the next two years. And it's all like through uh, <laughs> stretch, stretching the truth and coming through in the nick of time and like covering our tracks and, it's very, <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, 90% of the industry, the, the world that you're talking about is over-promising. For sure. Yeah, it's it's real estate development. So like, oh, you, know, yeah. you you have these investors that you have to appeal to to get money from. And, oh, you had a tour with this company. So therefore, you could tell the investors that they're definitely moving in. And they, they, they want to do all this work to the building. And it's going to take a lot. So you know, next, next quarter, we're going to, they're really going to have to come through, but all they did was like, come through and look at the building and be like, Oh yeah. Like, no, oh, this, this looks like something we might be able to use. And like, you just take that and run with it. Yeah, no paperwork ahead. or anything. Half a billion dollars, please. Yeah. I think we can do this. Please give me yeah. half a billion dollars. You're <laughs> going to become the American Evergrande. I think that's where this ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so far we're actually like, coming through by the skin of our teeth with like landing all these giant deals and get getting tenants in the building where believe it or not, like you need to have tenants in a building to like generate revenue. And sure. we're just, we're just starting to do that now. And it's, okay. it's working out. Great. Okay. And you're new at this company, right? 
Yeah, I've only been you, there for about a month. Oh, wow. You've really been ingratiated into the style of the company then. Like everybody in my company is like late 30s. Like everybody has kids and wives and they appreciated like getting away from that and being able to like drink. So he wants to take us out in New York City. Me and the construction manager, we're in the field all the time. So we can't fly out with everybody else. We got to go later in the day. Okay. So we arrive in New York at like 7 p.m. on Friday. And he's like, just just come straight to this restaurant, this like famous Japanese f- Asian fusion restaurant. Um, well, all right. So we show up and he gives it's us called, like the It's called Xi Jinping. When you, yeah. <laughs> yep. When you fuse Xi and Jinping. So you had a great <laughs> meal. Yep. I, we, had a, we had a great meal. I had a skirt steak, which I've never had. When I think Asian food, the first thing I think is skirt steak. So yeah, I didn't. I I I don't like sushi. So like <laughs> every time I go to a sushi place, I'm like, do they have bulgogi? <laughs> okay, nice. All right. But um, so he gives us the rundown. He's like, look, guys, tonight is going to get wild. There's like, um, there's going to be a lot of girls. There's going to be like whatever drugs you want. Like, and we're we're going to be in like it's it's going to get wild. And we're like, okay, whatever. And uh, we end up going back to his fucking six to eight million dollar condo in Tribeca, and um, like all these models start coming in, and like these these dudes that I guess manage the models, pimps, we'll call them, and um, and all of us are just like at his table talking to our like talking amongst ourselves, like completely ignoring them, just drinking and like, like just talking amongst ourselves, and uh. We end up going to this club, uh, the Palace. Have you ever heard of it? All right. So there's this club, the Palace. Apparently, he reserved a table in the VIP section, bottle service. But anyways, we're waiting in line to the Palace, and this is a funny part. Um, the the bouncer, like the the head bouncer, we're all there. Oh, he's not there. The owner's not there. He had to stay behind because one of the models was feeling sick. So. He, he had to stay he's behind. A, she, yeah, he's a good guy. He is yeah. a good guy, yeah. Taking care of her, yeah. Yep, she must have ate something wrong, like, uh, you know, Molly and milk, I guess, doesn't go very yeah. well together. He was so. going to have to get her to... Yeah. Okay. So, he's not there, but everything's under his name. So, our finance director's like, well, like, talking to the boss, the boss is like, I can't let you in, like, with even with his credit card, he, I need his ID. Like you cannot come in. If you dispute a charge, and, and we don't have a copy of the ID, like we can't do anything. You win. So you're not coming in without his ID. And he's like, "Well, I, I have a picture of his ID in our Dropbox. Can I give you that?" And the boss is like, "Yep, that's fine." Wow. Excellent. Yeah, just, just fucking crazy. So Excellent. we we go in and the the club is hopping because everything's starting to open back up in New York. And, um, and again, like we're all just kind of in the VIP section sitting down and like talking amongst ourselves and every, every, every time somebody talks about how they try to talk to one of the models, they, they don't get more than like two sentences in the conversation. Um, the leasing director was like, yeah, I tried, like, I asked the, I asked one of them, what's the most interesting thing you've done in, in New York? And she, she goes, the statue of Liberty. And like, that's it. That's it. That's, all, that's when, as far as you When one of these white boys asks you, what's yeah. the most interesting thing you've done in New York? You're going to say Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> that's what was going like, on on the other yeah. end. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
And um, so none of the conversations went very far. Sure. Um, I ended up. I, <laughs> I, like I ended up trying to talk up one of these whores. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, it's like, so what do you do around here? And they're like, blow you. Like, I, what do you mean? <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I ended up chatting up the uh, the Brazilian hostess though. Like I I I. What found, was his name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't do a package check. I, 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 regret, I regret that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, because I I know I know where I know where the real ladies are at, and that's Brazilians. Sure. <laughs> I don't know a hundred percent what that means, but. <laughs> well, you know, I you know I like fat Latina ass. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's that's kind of my go-to. Especially go-to-er. especially if. <laughs> When you turn her around, you get smacked and there's a in the fat face. Latina dick. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of All which, right. that that's actually a, a, a con- that's that's a conversation that's coming up shortly. Um, so, <laughs> like we we all get super super drunk at this club. We get back to our hotels at like four in the morning. Okay, I end up waking up at seven thirty because I'm an asshole. I can't. Are fucking- you are you like forty? Right. Yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like the I hate, wake up. The hatred, the hatred in his eyes, listeners. The fucking, uh, shot me with. I can't sleep in anymore. I can't. No. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Someday, someday you'll know all about that when you get a real job. <laughs> Maybe by the time that I'm your age, you'll have been on over the line four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just raking the downloads and making millions. <laughs> yep, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then we uh we go we go out to breakfast. We go out to lunch. We go to this place called um family dinner which i guess was on a, some netflix special some cooking netflix special with chefs or whatever okay. and like one so that's also like probably a very expensive trip that he he paid for and then we go back to his we go back to his apartment and the models show up again and the fucking the promoters or the pimps the promoters whatever they're called show up as well and um we go to this place that that he's been talking about called the box. And of course we're all making the seven joke. What's in the box? What's in the box? And, uh, nobody, nobody can find anything about it online. Anything substantive about, about it online. There's like pictures of the inside when nobody's there and like very benign descriptions. We gather that it's a burlesque show. We're like, all right, cool. And we get to the box. It's, there's no signage or anything. It's actually in an old sign factory. And um, they open, there's like these big black bouncers and uh, they let us in through the velvet rope. And there's a line going down the street for people that want to get in here. And I guess the deal is those bouncers, they just kind of like pick random people throughout the night to let in. Like if you bring hot girls, I guess it's like any other club. If you bring hot girls and you're dressed up crazy, then they'll let you in. But uh, other than that, it's like $3,000 at a minimum to re- to like reserve a seat there. And um. So we get a seat in the very front row, like the very front row. There's a stage. There's like sitting area, very front row. The first act comes on and it's this disheveled, um, like drugged out, like mascara streaked down his or her face. Tranny. All right. 
a, a transgender individual. And they start playing Blind Melon? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it, it, is, it is a musical number. Though, <laughs> because uh, no, it's okay. burlesque. It's, it's yeah. kind of burlesque-like. Yeah. And um, his dick's out, his, his yep. tits are out. Yep. And, uh, like, the song is about, like, how sad and how, like, <laughs> dirty and gross this, this tranny is. And uh, he's like, he's like doing, like doing all this crazy shit, like drinking, drinking out of a bag and like stumbling around. I'm a sad, gross, I'm a sad, gross, dirty tranny is my favorite burlesque number. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, and then he starts pulling things out of his ass. (laughs) Like he started, he like pulled out some beads and like looked at him. He's like, it was like he was looking for something that he lost. He pulls out these beads. He's like, no, that's not it. And he throws them. <laughs> Weren't these beads yellow when I put them in last time? <laughs> and then he pulls out a condom and he's like, no, oh. that's not it either. And then he pulls out like a fucking, I, I don't even know what it was, like an, an article of clothing, like a sock or something. Okay. And like, and he's like, no, that's not it. And then he pulls out like a fucking, looks like a, like a box, like a little box of some sort. It's like, oh, that's it. And he opens the box and it's a syringe. And then he takes the syringe and he injects himself in the dick. Like injects himself in the dick with the syringe. All right. So that's, that's where we're at right now. And at this time, because of my experience in the Navy, like I've, I've been to these shows before and, and I know that they like to do audience participation. So I was not sitting in the front with everybody. I was, I was, uh, I don't know, like halfway from from the back of the stage, from the seating. Me and another dude, and of course a, a model that I was chatting. So did you get up and move back? No, no, I was already back there. Like you I, were like, I've been to a donkey show before. I'm not going yep, up front. Yeah, okay. I'm not getting sprayed with any bodily fluids this time. Yeah, no. Yeah, why, why do you all have raincoats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, that happens injects himself in the dick and then uh he starts to come off the stage like climb down off the stage he starts to come oh okay i swear to god i thought he starts to come off the stage no no climb down off the stage i was gonna say no no which side of this guy i'd rather be sprayed he's like fucking stumbling around (laughs) and like his dick's out like flopping around and he makes like a beeline towards the ceo of my company not the owner (laughs) the ceo and he's like this five foot four dude, maybe like 110 pounds. And this dude like fucking got up with, he, he must've been just like full of adrenaline. He like shot up, like pushed, pushed this tranny away, shoved him, like tripped, tripped over himself, like trying to get out of there. The tranny bumps into the table, knocks over a giant bottle of gray goose, smashes a glass. And then, like that's that's the last thing that I saw. Like the the curtains closed, the act's over. Um, the second act was another musical bit about a bartender that ran out of alcohol. Like she's going through all her bottles, trying to pour them, like pour, pour trying to pour them into shot glasses. I all got the bottles no are empty. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. And like she's taking the ball, it turns into a minstrel show, and you're like, finally, Americana. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, she goes through all her bottles and realizes that she doesn't have any alcohol. So she proceeds to get out a vibrator and start vibrating herself, and then proceeds to stick her hand down there and fucking like just 
like squirts all over the oh. fucking like makes herself squirt all over the fucking the shot glasses. Oh, I've seen this. And this stuff. shit like pre- like she got some uh. range. And like yeah, so yeah. that was that was that bit and then she I think they swapped out the shot glasses cuz like they were pretty full like she put them behind like something it's and just then, piss. I mean, you could just, yeah. you know. Yeah, she like and then like fucking like tripped and like spilled the shot glasses like all over like the stage and all over the audience and stuff, but I'm pretty sure they swapped that out with like a prop or whatever. So yeah, that was hope. that was the second act. And then like all the acts from there were like raunchy, but they were they did like a Popeye the Sailor Man and Olive Oil act where like they had a male stripper and a female stripper up there, but they were like doing crazy acrobatic athletic shit like on uh the the hanging rings that like gymnasts use. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Na- naked dudes around. doing gymnastics is not gay and cool. Yeah. But like yeah. there was a girl up there too. And she was like stroking them off and like makes it a little gayer. Makes it a little yeah. Gayer. Yeah. Um, it makes it a little less gay. Cause mm. there's a, there, there was a lady up there. Mm. Women can add a lot of homosexuality to a situation. Oh man. My cat just took a rancid shit and I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually every, this is gonna be the grossest this is every, every fucking time every time i am like doing something she takes a rancid shit and she's like mm, that's what you get for not fucking patting me the second you get wow. on wow yeah. you're oh still God. in the audience it follows you home yeah. it, it begins yeah. with the cat your rancid shit you know what though like it was shocking but Again, like my experience going to port trips in the Navy, I was like, I, I got over it pretty quick. And like some people were like still fucking getting over it today. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, I I can't I believe mean, that shit happened. And I'm like, men, I, I you know, yeah, you got to go to a foreign country if you don't think that yeah. kind of shit happens. Go to a foreign country and they'll kill people on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds unpleasant. Um, did you have a good time? Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay, I would not have. I would have had an absolutely awful time. Yeah, like, it's yeah. definitely not my first choice for, no. like, nightlife activity. No, no. But I'd I, um, do a million other things and watch a woman piss on stage. Bottom line is, like, we – it was it was definitely some male bonding. Um, sure, we, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we all suffered together, but um, we all, you know, drank and got – hammered and high and all that shit together and it was okay. fun like that Good. that aspect was all right but like nice. i haven't been to a club in like seven years either yeah do you did you realize why and it's certainly in new york <laughs> it kind of sucks it yeah i mean sucks. like i've had I, i've been at a table with bottle service before like one of the one of the kids in the navy that i was friends with was literally the son of a russian oligarch like oh he, really yeah, like he, his dad, his dad, like was the only one allowed to import exotic cars into Russia. So he had more money than God, and he used to like get bottle service and rent out VIP sections every once in a while too. Wow! So like okay. I've I've seen it before, and like it's fun and cool when you're fucking twenty. But sure, I don't know. Nah, no. Well, now that was it's unpleasant. Like, yeah, that was a deeply I, unpleasant story. I'm so sad that Carr was not here for that story. Because that, yeah. that would have been the biggest, like, just of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. That's It's shocking. Um, but I got a good insight into, like, how the super rich in these super progressive cities. And 
by no means is the owner progressive at all. Like he is. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like hyper masculine. I think you don't even yeah. need to qualify the progressive part because most rich people are not progressives. They ultimately would like to maintain their own wealth and destroy the rest of the yeah. world. Yeah, and um, like they entertain themselves by yeah. whatever the 2022 equivalent of like paying poor people to fight each other to death in yeah. their base. Yep, is. that's exactly what it, it's this exact same tendency going on. And then guess what? The more rich you get, the more malicious it gets. Yeah, and uh, like yeah. I got a little bit, of, I got a little taste of that, and you know, it's it's fun, but it's not it's not really for me. Like I, I hate poor people as much as the next guy, but you know, that's even that's a little much. New New York is a very much a place um, if you can, you know, it's it's a particular kind of lifestyle that is maybe is fun to some people to indulge in. I don't think very many people want to kind of live in that sort of a situation. Very decadent. Like I've heard it's yeah, a lot of decadence. Um, I don't even like the word degeneracy, but that's a great word for it. Um, yeah. A lot I don't of throw that, I don't throw that word around either. I don't throw decadent or like. No. It's not even bourgeois because it's above bourgeois. Like this wasn't like, you know, no, yeah, we are doing, doing a now. couple lines at a bachelor party. Yeah, right. That's to me. That's bourgeois is to just do a to have some coke yep. at a bachelor party. Yeah, um, yeah. This is elite. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, New York is definitely the kind of place where if you can get past the the brake dust, the seed oil, yep. you'll have a good time. And uh, I didn't know that image modeling was a thing. Have you ever heard of that? Either of you image modeling? Is that like 3D graphics or something? No, well, I mean, kind of probably. But image modeling in the context of like you call, like there's a service that will get hot girls to like be around you and hang out with your group in order to ex- in order to enhance your image. Okay, no, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think that that was a thing, um, like, offhand, but it doesn't – yeah, I can understand that. I think maybe we need to get some image modeling done when we do a yeah, Childerberg like or something. A, yeah, a Childerberg. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. hire a bunch of, like, just vaping just models. completely that... out of place in the middle of the woods with these fat, smelly <laughs> – so i was talking you're gonna go into the woods and i'm gonna be honest not all y'all gonna come back (laughs) so i talked to one of the models who is relatively normal and she just likes like she doesn't get paid for any of it. She just likes it because she gets to go to all these exclusive clubs and like drink for free and meet super rich people. But like she was saying like probably a third of those image models are like, end up getting fucking whored out and uh, her too. end up like, end up like living, living with their promoters and like, just like a prostitute and a pimp would. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then I talked to one of the one of the promoters, and this kid is 21 years old. He he designed his own image modeling service app, and uh, like he said, he makes like his a uh, a year salary in like a week. And um, he said like his secret to success is he doesn't do coke and he doesn't fuck the models, and that puts him light years ahead of his competition. And his and his dad's rich. 
No, not even. No, he he's he came from like fucking the Bronx or something. He's poor. I don't believe that at all. You know who else came from the Bronx? AOC. Oh yeah. Um, if your advice, if you're a multimillionaire and your advice is don't fuck the whores and don't do the coke, you're not a multimillionaire. You have rich parents. That's the worst advice I've ever heard. No, I think this is like a anyone. kind of a vindication of the free market a little bit, but in the context of complete degenerate like crap, because uh, the models know that he's in not the unfree market because all these yeah. women are actually, you know, in servitude yeah. and they're whores. no, I mean, the free market, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> exploitation, which is the free market. <laughs> yeah, in you're, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> I um, forgot about that. Yeah. But um, like, but they they would rather like when he like sends out the bat signal like i need models sure. they would rather work for him because he doesn't do coke and doesn't try to have sex with them sure that's true yeah that's and true. that's the it was confirmed by that model i was talking with she's like yeah i i, I like i like going to his gigs because you know i i know that i'm not like at, at least i know that he isn't going to try anything the customers the club owners everyone else is going to try to fuck me and get me drunk and like break me and all that but i know that he's good but my promoter who enables all yeah. of this to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and actually, actually, no. I would no, bad like, for these dumb whores if said, they like, weren't such dumb whores. <laughs> he said, like, part of his job is kind of, like, making sure that, like, like a pimp, like, making sure that nobody gets too out of line. Like, if they oh, want to yeah. fuck, cool. Like, go for it. But if yeah. they don't want to fuck, then he could, like, he could stand losing a model. And, like, if that's a good model, then he doesn't want to do that. And he said, like, he actually gives a shit about his reputation, too. Yeah. Which is also, like, unheard of. So like, the exact same. We could take out any proper nouns, and you could be describing a dog owner at a dog yeah. racetrack. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is all in the context of, like, like <laughs> giving, oh, like, concubines to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, making sure that the fucking king has his concubines, like... Yeah, all in the ultra, that context. The, the ultra rich, and and I guess I buttress that statement with the participation of other people in the ultra rich activities, because this is an ultra rich activity. Yeah, Just yeah. hang them all, get rid of them, get rid of them yeah. all. And nobody, nobody over, uh, nobody who makes over uh, seventy five dollars a year should live. Let's start at that number and bid up. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a good time. I hope you recover. Um, this will be going out as the over the line to the episode that we're doing tomorrow. So, uh, oh, that we did today earlier. That's right. Rather. Yeah, we we're over the line. We have a guest, a wonderful guest, one of my favorite peeps of all time, Steppy. Thank you for coming on. Um, you hit us up earlier, and I was like, we got to do, let's take this. And I'm glad we have you here because if it was just me and Aaron, he would be still telling that story, and I would be in a lot of physical pain. And I can't actually stop Aaron, so he'll keep yeah. telling it, and I'll just keep going. Like my brain, it's freedom of speech. <laughs> Jerk off. <laughs> I got. A, I have a right here. Okay. His, his right to swing his fist doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Steffi, thank you for uh, coming on. You hit us up earlier that you've got some juicy, or should I say, oily takes today. Mm. Um, some oily gossip. This is from my perspective. I was gone for like three months uh, from Twitter. Four months, really. Um, and uh, I missed this wave on Twitter uh, that came against seed oils. Um, do, where did this come from? Or I guess, Steppy, where did this first get put on your radar? Because you are one of the first people I know in my circle who is talking about this. Okay. So, uh, all right. 
seed oils. I, I actually wrote a, a, a little bit of a, an elevator pitch here. So what is a seed oil and why are people so angry about them? Especially in the past like three, four, five months, maybe. Uh, it definitely is a topic. It's blown up. So, all right. Uh, like industrial monocrop agriculture has always tried to quote unquote use every part of the buffalo. Uh, and when the buffalo is some weird, you know, GMO crop, they'll still try to do something with it. They'll feed it to animals, whatever. So America has historically produced a lot of cotton, which, you know, has. Uh, How do they do that? Yeah, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Uh, so historically, we've produced a lot of cotton. Probably a very uh, similar process to the process that got those girls to you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weirdly, yes. Um, but um, yeah, like the first efforts to try and like do something with seed oils, because you like, you know, you use the cotton gin, you extract the seeds out of the cotton, you got all these leftover seeds, you can just like throw them in the trash or throw them in the woods or whatever, but people tried to do stuff with it. So if you press them, you get cotton seed oil, which initially, because it's like kind of disgusting and rancid, like no one wanted to eat. So they used it as like a machine lubricant. So then in like the early 1900s, when chemistry was really starting to pick up, uh, Procter and Gamble learned how to like sanitize, deodorize and hydrogenate the cotton seed oil and other vegetable oils and sell it as a lard replacement similar to Crisco. So like up until that point in history, throughout the whole world, everyone was using butter, olive oil, and animal fat to cook. That was it. There was no such thing as a seed oil. Um, so now Procter and Gamble has this, it's cheap. They're effectively selling people industrial waste that looks and tastes similar enough to lard that you can make a pie with it. So over the course of the 1900s, uh, there was an explosion in like seed oil development because we have all these like cash crops like corn, uh, canola, soy. Uh, and people are like, well, like, you know, how can I press oil out of this if I'm growing this thing? Like this is cheap, profitable. Boom. So uh, it's like there's a lot of politics to it, but this guy Ansel Keys, who's a cardiologist, I think some kind of doctor. Uh, but basically he was like the Dr. Fauci of uh, heart health. So he came up with the notion that these oils that had just recently been invented in human history are actually very heart healthy and cholesterol and saturated fat are bad for you. Oh, and I so forgot he, about that whole move to say seed oils were healthy in like the 2000s. When was well, it? Was, it was true from like the, the middle of the 1900s. I forget the exact time frame. This is, by the way, about 90% scientifically and historically accurate. Uh, but I'm not good at dates. So it, it was like the, the middle of the century up to present day. Uh, it was pretty much like accepted by science uh, and the mainstream and the FDA and the yeah, USDA. Yeah, I had a, that... I have a, I have a Weight Watchers mom. You've heard of these women, these women who like to participate in Weight Watchers conferences. Uh, I was getting from a very early age that seed oil is good for you. Yeah, yeah. So they were pushing this stuff. It's heart healthy. That's the phrase you always hear, and you got the little heart with the check mark on the box of Cheerios. Um, but uh, yeah, so like it, it turns out these are all like aside from just not being like traditional oils, recent inventions, they it turn out to be t 
terrible for you. Uh, so they now, create. Let me ask you this: Is that universal for all seed oils, or like, like, let's say, uh, flaxseed oil, or um, like, I guess sesame. coconut oil? Yeah, sesame. It, yeah. So in limited application, especially like, if think of a, an oil that has a traditional use, like the sesame. It's fine for what people use it for. It's a garnish. Yeah. You just put a little like, bit yeah, of it on your food. Very powerful well, compared to I how know, much like. Use. My mom is very like earthy, crunchy, super into like, uh, you know, alternative uh, like supplements and all that. And uh, she raves about. Um, <laughs> is this why we are the way we are, Aaron? Because our moms are the same? <laughs> yeah. Like she raves about like all these, uh, I, I forget the specific seed oils, but um, there's a couple of them that she uses like when she's sick or like. You know, as like a as like a supplement for I, immune health or whatever. Yeah, I, I think it's black seed oil might be the one you're thinking of. There, there's like some that you're just supposed to have like a spoonful of as a medicine. It's not a food. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Okay, yeah. So like, the, there's ones that are okay, but they're traditionally classified as like medicine or garnish. But anything I'm gonna, else that I'm going like, to put you on the spot. What's your favorite seed oil? If I had to have one, an oil made uh, from a seed. I mean, there might be a not trick a, answer to not that. a legume, not a legume. Would uh, coconut I, oil be considered a seed oil? Uh, it might technically not milk be. oil. It's a fruit. But, yeah, mm. it, it, nutritionally, it's not. Uh, I was gonna say peanut, but that's a legume because at least a it has legume. flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, corn that has flavor. Oh wow! I never in a million years would have thought you would put corn oil. Okay, or corn syrup. You mean? Is that what you mean? No, like corn oil. Like, is there a know, corn like, oil? Yeah. Okay. Isn't it's, that mazola? Corn. Yeah. No, it's terrible for you, but it, like, I, I had to pick one. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. Basically, these these things turn out to be terrible for you. Like the science, like in like the 2010s and onward, is like finally starting to collect like actual data on the effects of these things. Um, Basically, they cause like an inflammatory response. They're implicated in heart disease, autoimmune disease, irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, and the reason for this is, you know, you've got your different kinds of fats. Uh, you've got, you know, polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, and saturated fat. Uh, much of your body is built out of fatty acids. And uh, much of it is built out of cholesterol and saturated fat right and so that's actually the stuff you want to be eating and it there's no like the whole dietary cholesterol hypothesis about that like clogging your arteries is just something that ansel keys made up but like the actual building blocks of your body are saturated fat so that's why like butter animal fat those are traditional because that's what's good for you uh okay. and the polyunsaturated fat are very unstable because they have like really weak chemical bonds so they decay very quickly by the time you buy them and they've been shipped to you, like they're often like rancid and unstable. Uh, and then actually when they get synthesized into tissue by your body, uh, they create tissue full of polyunsaturated fatty acids. So it changes the chemical composition of your body. You're supposed to be eating a lot of saturated fat, but like, like pigs and humans that eat a lot of polyunsaturated fat actually have a lot of these PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids, in their fatty tissue. So like a common claim from the seed oil critics is that you actually sunburn more easily when you've been eating a lot of seed oils. And when you get off it, which like it takes a few years to cleanse out of your body because like fat, you know, like you've 
both had to pass a drug test. Like fat takes yeah, a long yeah, time to clean out. It sure does. <laughs> so it, it's the same kind of logic. Like, so you've yeah. got these garbage seed oils in your cells. It takes a long time to clean out. Uh, does does but, cellulite, is, is there a connection to cellulite or is that there just... Could be liver spots are caused by seed oils so oh. like it, it, it there are dermatology implications of it i don't know about cellulite but but that's like why people don't like this stuff right so like all right there's always been an anti-seed oil movement on the internet and you know in sort of the hippie crunchy granola sphere so there's the sort of like food traditionalists like if you've heard of the weston a price foundation they're, they're like sort of the John Birch Society of Nutrition. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> Stepping like, really, what does that mean? Uh, basically, they're just pushing for traditional values in their sphere, which is nutrition. So they're like, well, let's eat like your great-grandparents grand- ate. They, they always Lindy. use the word Yeah, ancestral. okay, Lin- Lin- Lindy, the Lindy diet, yeah. L- the Lindy diet. So the yeah. Weston A. Price Foundation, I mean, this they're named after this guy, Weston A. Price, who's this dentist who went around doing anthropological studies and found out that he was like looking for the best teeth in the world. And he's like, oh, all these like, primitive societies or like societies that like kind of stayed relatively untouched by modern food have really good teeth it turns out they're all also really healthy they've like they're happy all, all this stuff right they're just webbed like feet. Health- thriving yeah webbed feet six toes um but so there's sort of the food traditionalist faction, which is like sort of the bro science honestly uh, yeah. like they've got the results but they don't know why uh, yeah, yeah, and it's 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 weird that 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 uh, traditional styles of uh, Caucasian alternative medicine have been relegated to the bro science sphere. We're all just saying the same things our grandparents were saying. Very true, uh, but yeah, it, like now the the proper scientists over the past decade or two have started to move in and actually try and like listen to these whack jobs who are actually very healthy, like and try to like quantify what they're doing. So you've got a wave of sort of like establishment doctors who are making it okay to ask these questions about these seed oils. Uh, So like Dr. Like Kate Shanahan, she wrote a book called Deep Nutrition. That's like the number one place where people go when they start thinking about this stuff. There's this guy like Tucker Goodrich. It's like a Twitter personality and podcaster. Uh, But okay. That's sort of like setting the stage, right? These guys are like science people who are trying to quantify the bro science and make it into uh, peer-reviewed science, right? Okay. Uh, so there's this guy, uh, Seed Oil Disrespector, who's a yes. Twitter account mm-hmm. that that came up in the past, I would say, five or six months, but I'm pulling that number out of my butt. I could look up how old it is, but I don't feel like it. Um but this guy's like a, a resident. So uh, like he's I, he's either like a medical student or a medical resident. Uh, so definitely a younger guy in the medical field. And um, he's just been like sort of running a meme page that, that like just makes like kind of funny jokes about seed oils and probably a lot of them are reposts. So, you know, like libertarians in the audience, you can envision your your favorite meme page author and this is what seed oil disrespector was doing for uh seed oils except instead of taxation as theft it's like uh you stop feeding your kids industrial engine lubricant right so that's what this guy's doing so he's like 
you know, harmless dork, whatever. I kind of thought it was all right. But uh, what happened this weekend was that the entire lid blew off of the, like, this seed oil movement, which has been growing in volume and cadence. Like, everyone has heard seed oils now. It's been, like, the buzz, right? So no one knows why, but we know why now. And that, that's what's crazy. So the lid blew off this thing. So the seed oil disrespecter uh, put out like a tweet heard around the world, right? Uh, he posted, he's always like, like promoting like, hey, this product, like this cookie doesn't have seed oils. It has butter or whatever. So he's like promoting something in his car. Uh, and he was wearing a mask alone in his car. And he has a very right wing audience. So that did not uh, like go well, right? Uh, and the original tweet's gone, so I can't possibly reference this. But, like, he posted himself, like, endorsing some food, wearing a mask alone in his car. So people start digging. They're like, what is this guy's deal? So, uh, Steffi, can I stop you for a second? We know what the guy looks like physically. We've seen... We he's do. He's, he's in good like shape. A, uh... He's, like, skinny fat. He, he looks, like, super average. Like, if you okay. just opened up character creation and you picked, like, like, like this. you know, the posts, sort of... Yeah. You dialed the muscle and the fat down one notch like, okay. from the default. It's like really average guy. All right. He looks like he could be a yoga instructor, but not like a ripped one. Okay. Um, Does he look like he could be a promoter who could perhaps attain a couple of good looking models in order to improve our image? Uh, not melanated enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, but like for, for a right-wing influencer, for a right-wing influencer, he's got a very subpar physique because they have high standards. Um, but okay. So yeah, he posts this picture wearing a mask alone in his car, right? So people like find him on Facebook because like this just doesn't smell right. It's like, what is this guy? This is like a lib post. Uh, and they find, um, a number of strange things in his social media history uh and one of them is that uh he's got a picture of himself uh and his daughter getting vaccinated like young daughter uh like you know getting the the heckin vaccarino yeah, uh, sure. And, and he, it's like a virtue signal post about like, uh, I got the text here. I can read it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm the, oh yeah. I'm the father of an autistic child. I understand being worried, skeptical, cautious. I'm a doctor. I want what's best for my patients and for people to make informed decisions. Vaccines save lives. Sorry. So that's him actually getting vaccinated, but he's referencing his, his daughter in it. Mm-hmm. Any uh, seed oils in the vaccine? I would say almost definitely. For sure. And, and you can be. take that to the bank. Has to be some sort Isn't of there traditionally use. eggs in vaccine, Steppy? Yeah. There, we have to like... start looking at you. <laughs> that, that's true. There, there are eggs in vaccines. Um, <laughs> they're cooked, I swear. Uh, okay. <laughs> so aside from finding him uh, shilling the heckin' Vaccarino, uh, he also... Uh, had some tweets in support of a company called Zero Acre Farms. So uh, you can you can find their website uh, at zeroacre.com. Uh, and I recommend you go there because you'll see the kind of, uh, you know, startup with money that, that this is. Uh, so 
the mission of zero acre farms is to replace frying oil in deep fryers with something economical and environmentally friendly. And it's a proprietary technology that is not disclosed. They don't say what it's from. They don't say how it's made, but they're going to change. They're going to give the world an oil change. That's their mission. Oh boy. And oh if boy. you look, if you scroll down their front page, you will see a rogues gallery of influential people in the medical field and otherwise who endorse this product. Uh, so first you get Dr. Kate Shanahan, MD, who wrote the book on not liking seed oils. It's a good book, yeah. but oh, yeah. strange. Uh, you've got Andrew Weil, the vitamin doctor, if you know him. He was a big deal in like the 80s and 90s. Uh, he, he was sort of like a Dr. Atkins era influencer. Um, so, so he had a choice between eco-terrorism and forming a startup, <laughs> forming a hip startup. And he went with forming a hip startup. Correct. <laughs> it's a, so it's definitely not form, right one. It's a deeper form of terrorism than you know, my friend. Because <laughs> eco-terrorism is inherently right wing. But there are <laughs> eco-fascism is the thing. Forming a, st- a startup? Not right not wing. Not so much. Yeah, <laughs> not Entrepreneurship? No, not so much. <laughs> like Christchurch shooter or Elon Musk? <laughs> Well, I gotta go with the right winger. It's the same person. (laughs) They're the same picture. (laughs) But but yeah, so so other other advisors and investors that are on this website, uh, the woman who started the whole thirty diet—that's a big diet. That's uh, tapping back into that whole Weight Watchers vibe, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. and then you've got Robert Downey Jr. is somehow associated with oh. this Coldplay and the Branson family of Richard oh. Branson fame. And you yes. know what Richard Branson is is heavily invested in is lab-grown synthetic meat, among yep. other, you know, a hundred other things. Yeah, and so, sending virgins to space, all kinds of stuff. Sending virgins into the galaxy, exactly. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's very, uh, you get into very globalist vibes with the zero acre farms thing, right? So this dude who'd been like going super viral promoting uh, anti-seed oil stuff secretly is like a, a pro-vaxxer, uh, has been shilling this like startup fake oil company. And then you can dig deeper. All right, what is the product, right? Like, uh, so... <clears throat> Uh, there's a scientist, the chief scientist for Zero Acre Farms, this company. Uh, this chief scientist is this guy named Jay Keesling. And he has, he's a PhD in chemical engineering who is currently the head consultant for Zero can Acre I get a, Farms. Uh, can I get an ELC? <laughs> I was just about to ask the same thing. Uh, I'm going to need an ELC he... on that guy. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think I'm, so. I'm actually not again? sure. Jay's name Jay Kiesling. Kiesling. No, no. German. M- might have not, been not. Germanized or Anglicized from something mm, else. That's fair. Just saying. That's fair. <laughs> well, so this guy's uh, history, he worked uh, for something called the JBEI, and their mission was to pr- produce cheap biofuels from Jewish sources. bankers, international <laughs> elites. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so he was working uh, on basically replacing ethanol by producing biofuel from like industrial or agricultural waste, right? It's not the only that, thing he's replacing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be great. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, this guy, all right, Jake Keesling, chief scientist. Let's see. Let me dig. Sounds very nefarious. My other links. Oh, it gets worse. Okay. So, uh, so Keesling. You know what's uh, crazy, Steppy? You messaged us today. Hey, do you guys want to do an episode? You had this ready before you even floated the idea to us. Is that is that what you did? did no. You already, I, I, is this just I, stuff you do in your spare time? You have yes. <laughs> notes. Oh, well, I, I've just been following this drama, and other people oh, have been sure. aggregating these these clues together. So I just yeah. put it all in a spreadsheet. Fair. Um, okay. okay, so. So these the scientists that are working for this uh, zero acre farms also have a history with uh, working with LS nine technology. So what is LS nine? Um, it was pay a, a lot of money uh, to get into the, that level of Scientology. um so (laughs) ls9 was a this is from wikipedia was a venture funded company focused on producing diesel fuel from transgenic organisms oh so (laughs) so these people are trained in using genetically engineered microbes to turn uh waste in agricultural waste into fuel not food Aaron, but, uh, that guy who pulled the condom out of his ass, when he's uh, done doing that, they turn him into oil. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I wish. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so let's see. I, I, I'm getting past the LinkedIn security check, so you have to oh, wow. bear with me because I'm stalking some guy's uh, security. Okay, oh, so wow. the, C- the, the CTO of uh what is this uh, the cto of zero acre farms he also has interesting connections his name is stephen del cardire um and if you look at his patents that uh are filed in his name uh here's a list of some of his patents i'm not going to read them all because he's got a lot uh production of fatty acid esters from genetically engineered microorganisms uh microbial production of alkanolamides blah 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 uh but like it just goes on uh he's got a lot of genetically modified uh, microbe patents under his belt so this company which is funded by globalists and represented by mysteriously viral brand accounts on twitter is trying to, is using an undisclosed technology, but all their scientists have experience in creating biofuels using, using genetically modified organisms. Oh, wow. So yeah. I'm just, you know, people are starting to ask questions like, are you trying to sell genetically engineered man-made cooking oil to people? Like, is that what this yeah. company is? So yeah. that's, that's kind of the, the drama. That's where it's I at. Have- that's no weird. qualms whatsoever about turning waste into fuel. I think that's a great idea. Keep the fossil fuel industry the running. Pro- but the pro- you well, know, that's true. But the problem is like what Steppy was saying before is we get back into the cycle of it. In the original case, uh, cottonseed, grapeseed, 
all these oils were industrial waste products at first, yep. and then they got turned into food. Yeah. And so the, I think the big fear is that all of this in, clearly industrial waste is leading to a pathway for it to be put in our bodies somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a fair, um, that's, that's a risk. Yeah. <laughs> it's a risk. That's a risk. Yeah. That's all we can well, say. They, they I feel like this is an existential crisis, Steppy, because <laughs> there's something about this that is an existential crisis for sure. Well, the uh, microplastics seeds. They're obsessed with feeding the peasants like poo poo and doo doo and, and gruel. Garbage. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's just odd. Yeah, yeah, like so turning waste into fuel. Good, good. Right wing. Turning waste into food. Bad. Bad. Fucking shit lib. Shit lib left wing. Yeah, shit lib left wing. Right wing do good thing. Left mm-hmm. wing do bad thing. That's right. So true. Yeah. Okay. It's true. I mean, it's true. I really so believe true. that. Sometimes I'm in the car and I'm I'm listening uh, to the radio, or it's completely silent or whatever. I'm just kind of thinking about my relationship to the left and the right, and more and more, I get stuck in this mode where I'm like, left wing bad, right mm-hmm. wing good and i just and i'm honestly introspective about it and this is what has ended up happening so i'm all in i'll I'll tell you i'll tell you the the quandary i'm in so i ended up buying the lady a rock all right a lot of seeds yeah a lot of seeds (laughs) i bought a lot of canola oil (laughs) (laughs) well i ended up buying her uh not not the rock that i like that me and bird partake in quite often. Uh, sure. blood diamond. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like getting married, extremely right wing. Very good. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Very traditional. Yeah. Buying a, a buying uh, an ethically sourced diamond. Yeah. Buying one of the most common materials ever turned into a, somehow turned into an expensive toy by the De Beers Jewish Dutch company. Yeah. Mm, shit. But, but women get off on the blood. It's important to them. Yeah. They do, yeah, yeah. They always have, and they want to. They want to say them. no, no. Get a conflict-free diamond. Get a lab nope. run. And they want like, conflict. Oh, no, you got a blood diamond. Uh. Yeah, yeah, women are really enjoy conflict. Women enjoy wow, twenty-seven kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Women enjoy other people dying in other countries for the purposes of pro- procuring them interesting products. Like, wow, you left you left the KD ratio on the box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this, and it goes back to something you said in the beginning, Steppy, and I really want to just – just to, uh, the, the soybean complex, which is slightly related to the seed oil complex. I mean soy is used in a bunch of shit. It's bad for whatever. The soybean complex, the related canola oil complex, the, all these complexes that exist, you don't – it's a good way I have found for people who whose first instinct when you talk about the environment is to go, ooh, ew, that's um, left-wing activist stuff to talk about. I think you can really make some headway in this country fighting the vegan diet by mm-hmm. targeting um, the monocrop agricultural complex in this country, which is, I mean, I can't, I couldn't, they talk about how cows are bad for the environment because they fart. I can't even begin to describe the amount of environmental destruction that occurs in order to l- lay ground for these soybean farms 
and the and these canola. Bird, are you parts. talking about attacking the left from the left? It's a very um, novel and unique idea. I don't really I, think it's left wing to go monocrop agriculture is destroying the land and the land is more important than any vegan. Well, the like the the corporate like approved uh, focus group left from the actual yeah left. yeah I, I don't know disentangling those people is really difficult because they watch tv and they believe mm. what they see so I, I don't know but i but i do think it's a good way for people who either want to become more envi environmentally minded or at the very least don't have a reason to oppose it hey man we can all get around hating vegans and their diet destroys all of the protected environments that we enjoy hiking fishing camping hunting in um, if they get into your area, this is the greatest NIMBY situation of all time, uh, more than any other. Do not let them put a soybean farm or a canola oil or grapeseed or anything like that in your backyard. You wouldn't. It's super destructive, kills everything there, including the people who eat the products that you need, they're growing. You need a lot of water to grow soy too, right? So it's, it like yeah, fucks with uh, and, and yeah, fertilizer. It's, it, yeah, it's it, the top two fertilizer intensive crops, are, I think, are definitely corn, number one, and I think yes. soybean. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, we feed so all of our meat. livestock these things too. So there's a part of it where you go, we could stop the production, but then what are the animals going to eat? We're probably going to have to have less animals or we're going to have to find a new way to feed them. It becomes a big problem. But all I know is stuff like topics like this make me remember that the right wing that traditionally gets painted with this uh, brush of not caring about the environment may only be because the period of time didn't afford good reasons on the right wing to oppose stuff uh, regarding the environment. Now, I mean, this is easy. This stuff is, it, it literally, I mean, it's destructive to the environment, number one. It is also literally fueling the people who oppose your living the most, your lifestyle the most. These same, you know, the ha have we met a right wing vegan? I don't think we have. I don't think it's possible. If it is, hit me up. Well, I think there are vegan eco-terrorists. I mean, if they're Hindu, let's fucking go. Yeah. There's a lot of right-wing Hindus who follow a vegan diet. Yeah, but they but get the an exception. They got a cultural exception because it's trad. Yeah, also there's they, they, yeah, also they're not destroying all of their endemic uh, protected environments in India in order to create soybean farms. They, they yeah, also so. eat a ton Doing of cheese. Doing it for different reasons. Do they eat a ton of cheese? Yeah, there's no vegan Indians, is my understanding. They're all vegetarians. Oh, I didn't they know that. I didn't know they ate cheese. I didn't know there was yeah, like cheese milk eating. and paneer. Great yogurt. stuff. Let's go. Let's move there. Let's film podcasts in India. Let's do that. I could join but the yeah, Hindutva it, movement. <laughs> but yeah, regenerative agriculture is like a super right wing issue. Super like, right wing. They're, they're all like mega trad, all, all these cattle farmers. And it doesn't have to be right wing to be a good idea, but they happen to align. And they happen to be about the environment, something that the right wing traditionally, at least for the past 30 or so years, has either ignored on purpose or didn't have a good reason to participate in. We can get back into it. I mean, yeah, this is all very important, especially now because, you know, where I live is one of the one of the most unique endemic environments on the entire planet. And it's going to be sacrificed so that vegans can eat um, magic cookies or whatever those things are. Leonard's magical cookies. Oh, ju just know. think of the obsession with uh, having a variety of produce items on tap 24-7, 365. So 
It, look, we're sacrificing entire ecosystems to grow food that has very little caloric content. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you can yeah. grow, you can raise chickens and goats and cows through basically all of America without resorting to long supply chains. Like they're right there. And if you eat the organs, you're actually getting a ton of micronutrients from the soil and they're fertilizing the soil themselves. So yes. it, like it, it, the efficiency of it is like a hundred to one. It's not even yeah. close. Not even close. Uh, like shipping Every... an orange in from Costa Rica, like or whatever. Like it's insane. Or yeah. growing soy in California in like the desert area of California, where you have yeah. to fucking divert, <laughs> divert rivers to yeah. to to do the irrigation and it's massive insane. like massive subsidies to the point where you have droughts from from inefficient use. And then, uh, oh, and then you have a water ban for for the pores. Yeah, this. I mean, this is the story of Florida and the Army Corps of Engineers. It's always been about rediverting stuff into agriculture, it's, and it's never, it's never been good for anybody other than the agriculturalists. So I don't think that would change now. Um, yeah. Now I'm fired up. Now I'm fired up. Maybe we should do a little eco-fascism, fellas, one day. Maybe we should uh, write a manifesto. That's um, a, yet another ideology I can a, a, adapt into my core being. A lot of people say that. I'll get into a serious conversation about eco-fascism one day because I think 100% of the people who identify that way aren't serious. But we got to get into that one day. We got to figure it out. Maybe there's some ground there or some gold in those hills. I'll uh, get on pole right now. I'll find like 10 of them. <laughs> That's true. Maybe not a hundred percent. That's true. Um, thank you, Steffi. That was very inf informative. Um, I'm a little shocked. I, I, I didn't think that this was going to be another uh, conspiracy. Well, everything's a conspiracy if you scratch far enough. I believe That's Paz true. said that because I just made it up and attributed it to him. It's <laughs> an accurate oh, yeah. paraphrase. It's true. It's something he would say, certainly. <laughs> so, thank you, Paz, for the, your wisdom. <laughs> thank you, Steppy, for your research. Uh, excellent stuff. Um, is there anything that you would like to say to the listeners now that you have their full attention? Any plugs you'd like to make? Uh, friend me on Peloton. <laughs> I thought you were anything selling your Peloton. <laughs> no, that was my April Fool's post. Oh, okay. I was literally going to message you and be like, how much? <laughs> I'm going to be trying to become a Peloton guy. Well, it, it, get my discount code if you buy one. You got a discount code? Every member does. I can get you $300 off. Ooh, all right. I'll have to talk to you then. I'll have to talk to you then. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Uh, friend Steppy on Peloton. Uh, see if you can do more Peloton things than him. You probably can't, but uh, it's it's worth trying. Um, we're not going to keep two hands on the wheel because this is the over the line. We don't do that here. Nope. And keep um, two hands on the handlebars. And Aaron, what do we say to listeners? Um, I want to put out something just for the over the line listeners because I do appreciate okay. their contribution. Um, like I said, I. I I bought a rock for my girlfriend. If you could think of fun, creative uh, ways to immediately make her break up with me when I propose to her, um, just hit me up in the DMs. Hit me up in the timeline. Let him know. Make this a big thing for him. This I want this marriage to be not – I don't even want there to be a beginning. 
<laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to end at the proposal. You're looking for. You're looking for traditional Catholic marriage number two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, great, excellent. Um, hit them up and go fuck yourselves. Yeah, and. <laughs>